Hello, and welcome to D4, the podcast that is neither. As always, I'm Tom. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to be talking about Avatar Book 3, Episode 1, The Awakening. Uh, but first, I would like to give a welcome to our new fans, or listeners, or fanstoners. That did not work. No. Nope. Should I, should I do a redo on that? Nope, just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of y'all probably started listening. Uh, I know our numbers increased anyway with the JoJo episodes. So <laughs> I see you all. If you're, uh, if you're still listening after that, um, I guess it means you like us. And uh, that's that's pretty cool. So thanks. Yeah, and, uh, hope you I enjoy. think we're pretty cool. I uh, We should probably, because it's been a while, like actually introduce ourselves so, Beth, what is your background that you bring to this light media analysis? Okay, well, first of all, my pronouns are she, her. Um, I just feel I need to throw that out there. Sure. Um, yeah, I am a voice actor and actress now on screen, so that's fun. Um, just a big old fan of animation in general. And I forgot where I was going with this. You're also a cosplayer. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm also a cosplayer. Seamstress, model. Oh, stop. (laughs) Writer, published writer. Yeah. You have, you wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. So that's, but that's quite literally too. I really like hats. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it, that helps to give you a lot of different angles to kind of come at this from. Mm hmm. Uh, as for me, I am an artist, and uh, so that's just kind of where I come at this from. Uh, I also dabble in writing here and there, so mm-hmm. uh, I really like to pick that apart in this show, especially. I think you're pretty good. Um, I do have a degree in game production. It's not like directly relevant to any of the stuff we discuss here, but as a result of that uh, experience, I've dabbled in a lot of different parts of different creative processes, and I just feel like that helps give me insight into, uh, I don't know, how, how the sausage is made, so to speak. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. Have you really not? No. Yeah. That's like, I'm sorry, what? You've never, like, because I've seen the... <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's like a okay. I, hold on. I'm. I. I gotta make. I gotta make sure I didn't like hallucinate that because now you're making me question myself. <laughs> you always do this to me. I know. Like I, yeah. How the sausage is made. It's like a. It's like a. It's I've, like an idiom. I've never heard that before. That's good. That's a good one. I'm gonna use it constantly Although, now. I guess that usually refers to the unpleasant details of how things are made less than whatever you know what i meant listeners (laughs) and hopefully beth now that we've explained it yeah uh anyway so enough enough preamble we're gonna get right into it let's Um, just dive in yes yeah we normally do like an episode synopsis but uh let's just do a quick recap uh avatar we left off oh boy Aang died and the Earth Kingdom fell. Yep. And, and Zuko w- went back to the Fire Nation 
with Azula and betrayed his uncle, and it was, it was very like sad. The perfect bad ending for the series. Like, yeah, can you imagine if they just ended it there. Oh my fucking god, kids would have been devastated. I think we brought that up actually last uh, probably last episode of Avatar. It's, it's it's relevant. God, it has been like. I feel like it's been like two months since we've recorded for Avatar. I think it has been. Okay. Oof. Anyway. Yeah, it's been a minute. So I think this episode is nearly perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does a really good job of like setting the tone going Mm -hmm. forward because the show gets more serious as it goes. And this one starts with a couple punches to the gut. Yeah, it does. Uh, Woof. You know, perfectly establishes our new stakes, the new status quo. Mm -hmm. Just all within the first like minute and a half, you know basically what you need to for like the starting point of honestly all you need to do is see ang with hair and realize how long he has been out yeah it's it's wild he's a hairy boy (laughs) he looks so cute with hair though looks like a weird little i don't know like like one of those those like monkey characters i think he looks really cute he's adorable he's all he's a little i don't know it's those big ears (laughs) it's those big ears But, you know, our poor babe is in such rough shape. Yeah. I mean, he died. Yeah. Um, I think having him wake up on the Fire Nation ship um, is like a perfect misdirection. You know, he's running around and he's seeing all these people chasing him in Fire Nation uniforms. And, like, it, it, it's like... You can tell something's weird about it, but not quite what. And it's, it's, I think it's a good way of like, Aang is disoriented. And by just sort of like throwing us right in there with him, we're disoriented too. Yes, we are. What is happening? How, we, when we left him, he was sleeping on Appa and now he, what? So it's just, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was a nice, uh, a nice way to do it before he passes out from. Seeing his buddies in yeah. Fire Nation cloaks. That would be so fucking overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, Poor babe. Then we get to Zuzu. Yes, My course. baby, my favorite character. I love him so much. Um, And he's doing... He's... Mm, he's doing. He's very dramatic. Yes, he is. Which... Just staring out on the water, like... His profile. But he's dating May, so good for him. Yeah, that's, you know, I guess that's a kind of winning. I love... God, I would consider that winning. She's hot. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I I do like the contrast here between Zuko. You know, he's so introspective here. And he's so, like, you know, how has the Fire Nation changed? How have I changed? And that's, you know, the beginning of this show, Zuko, is just like, all rage all the time like not you know not that he didn't have the depth then but he he wasn't i don't know i can't imagine him like sitting and thinking and yeah you know his his experience has changed him a lot it's (laughs) just excellent to see that that growth so you know clearly brought into focus there i i really like his and uh, may's relationship here Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're just they're so perfect for each other. <laughs> because they're both so moody. They're so moody. Yeah. Oh. God. She's sassy. I love her. They have a uh, they have a little kiss. Yes. Which is also the perfect introduction to the horny season of the Oh show. my god, it is the horny season. I forgot. 
Yeah, it's because that's the thing. This show does sort of grow up in little ways as it goes along. Like, you know, I think there might be one or two kisses on the cheek or whatever in season one. Yeah. And then season two is like kind of a little bit. Season three is like full on like, nah, man, these are teens. Like, it's still PG, but... Just barely. uh, Yeah, sometimes just barely. (laughs) We'll get to later, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh, It's fantastic. Um, Oh, let me go back to Aang. You know, the gang brings him up to speed. Not much to say there. Um, The Earth Kingdom is pretty well fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sucked. I like that we get to see Kat's uh, new relationship with her dad, too. You keep calling her Kat. Why do you That's because that? I keep writing it down as Kat, because I abbreviate it. Okay, that makes Katara. sense. Katara. I don't think anyone's ever called her that in the show. So I call her that It keeps in throwing my head. me off. I'm like, who the hell's Kat? <laughs> Katara. Yeah. Does that better? Uh, well, I'm just saying it. It's just confusing. Okay, well, listeners, can't. I'm going to call her Cat, and you're going to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that was directed more at me than the listeners. But... Yep. I don't think the listeners care. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love the, you know, after she chases off her dad, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, are you mad at him? She's like, what? What? No, no of course not. Why would you How ask? How weird. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that That is kind of realistic, though. Like. Mm. Yeah. Strained relationship with parents is very... mm. That is very teenage. And, you know, and it's strained because it's complex. Yes. They they unpack a little bit later, but I like that it is not just like, I'm mad at my dad because he left. Like, you know, like, no, they bring nuance to it. That's really It's complicated. Feelings are complicated. I hate it. Oh, and uh, this is where Aang realizes that he died. Oh, yeah, no. He legit died and was brought back. That's gonna... I feel like that has to, like, fuck you up for life. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, for the rest of your life, you're like, "Mm, nope, I was dead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I've already experienced death. What else is there for me to... Okay, calm down. (laughs) Jesus. Not everyone is looking forward to that. Uh, I've already been on the last great adventure. You know, when he brings up like, oh no, shit, I died. Katara's like, I just used the water from the spirit oasis. But it always kind of read to me like, I died. And she's like, no big deal. It's fine. (laughs) You're fine now. Who cares? Don't worry. It was easy to bring you back. (laughs) Okay, no, that's not all they meant at all. No, but that's how it reads. Just like. Yeah. Quit whining about it, Aang. (laughs) Shut up. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Zuko's arrival. Oh, and the creepy twin ants. I hate them so much. Yeah. Lo and Lee, right? Yes. And the intense, dramatic, like, I don't know if you you call it, like, heraldry or whatever. Uh Like, the the announcement where they're, like, telling the story is so, like, Mm -hmm. ugh. But it's, it's very, you know intimidating they're like the hype women i love it i guess so <laughs> they're like getting that audience like going and it, it it's setting up you know we're gonna have some like not super in-depth but there's there's some sort of like core politics almost going on mm-hmm. here that's why i really love the first half of this season mm-hmm. i'm i'm all about um political intrigue 
And this season has a lot of it. Yes. Also, I'm just really loving the Fire Nation fashion. Yes, a lot of that. Oh, I'm going to have so much to say about that. Yes, that's excellent. Yeah, the, <sighs> the, the red and gold, you'd think you'd get bored of it, but like they mm-hmm. find so many new ways to like... Yeah, God, no, th- there's like oranges, there's yellows, there's like deep purples almost. I mean, not in this scene, though. Not in this scene, but like... Later on, yeah, some yeah. of the like lower class people have the darker colors, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, um, they have a quick montage of their takeover of the Earth Kingdom. Oh yeah, and it is it is rough. We yeah. see a lot of past Earth Kingdom citizens from previous episodes and how they're reacting to this. Yeah, like the uh, the new parents. Oh and, uh, God, could you imagine baby you... Hope? <laughs> no, you like it, you went on this treacherous journey to escape all of this shit and it comes right to your door right after you arrive they've mm-hmm. barely been there like a few weeks yeah oh god to have your like life uprooted like that again that that sucks Ugh. the the last thing i want to say about this scene before we move on is um the character design does so much work here uh, that that I think is uh, brilliant because we know, we know Zuko is having doubts and he's like really unsure of everything and just oh, which way is he gonna go and it's like come on even if you haven't seen this show before you can kind of see the writing on the wall here. Uh-huh. But they communicate that perfectly through his design by like now he's wearing you know the the proper like armor of the mm-hmm. military and he's got his hair back in the nice like little top knot thing instead of that wild ponytail he had before. But his hair at, at the fringes is just kind of like poking out. It's still a little too short. It's yeah. like it doesn't fit him. No. Nope. He, he doesn't fit into this. And it's it's like a yeah, perfect. Yeah, no, he does not fit in that role anymore. But he's still trying to wear it. And it's it's not working for him. No. It's just, I love it. It's just a perfect visual shorthand of like, he does not belong here. <laughs> at least not yet. And I love that like the last scene that we see of him here. Uh, he looks miserable. He still mm-hmm. does not look happy. He just got back after three years. This is what he has wanted for so long, and he's not happy. And yeah, and like they're <laughs> shouting, singing his praises yeah. to a crowd. Oh my god! Like the prince is home, guys. And like that's yeah. what he wanted, and it's just <clears throat> nope. He just uh, yeah, well. no. It's. It's kind of heartbreaking because, you know, we, the audience, have been kind of rooting for Zuko. It's really hard not to. Right. You know? Like, you don't necessarily want him to win and kill Aang, but you want him to, you want him to get a win somewhere in there. You want him to not be losing all the time. Yeah. You finally get a win and it's just... We cut to a, uh, another recap from Sokka about everything that happened. Um... Few callouts of familiar places like Serpent's uh, Pass and the Chameleon Bay kind of help keep it feeling like grounded. It reminds you like this is an interconnected world. Yeah, it just makes it feel. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I like that they just touch on these these yeah. things. The Earth um, King is traveling. That's a good way to just write him out of the show. Yeah, he evaporated. Just, just he's gone. He's gone. It's now. fine. Don't worry about it. He's traveling with his bear we're moving on we didn't have anything for him to do this season yep oops <laughs> oopsie doopsie anyway yeah i i do have to wonder 
assuming everything goes well and it's like, oh yeah, we won the war. And the Earth King just like shows up like, yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't your people be kind of like, where the fuck were you? Yeah, like, get out. What are you? What do we need you for? And we know he takes back over because in Legend of Korra, there's the Earth Queen, yeah, his daughter. But, and the, the comics also touch on the yeah. immediate aftermath of, of everything. But we're not going to get to that. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah. They have a new plan. It's like a scaled down invasion that, uh, reminder, Azula already knows about. Yeah. And none of them. See, that's the th- I guess that's another thing. They had to get rid of the king because otherwise he'd be like, oh, yeah, I told Azula about the invasion. Oops. Oopsie doopsie. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. And they dropped the bomb that uh, the whole world thinks Aang is dead. And they're like, yeah, let's have a party. Everyone thinks you're dead. And it's just like, And oh. he's like, excuse me? <laughs> Sokka just cannot read the room here. No. He's like, isn't that great? And Aang's like, in what universe is that great? Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I mean, you can kind of see both, you know, perspectives here pretty well. From a strategical standpoint, it is great. Yeah. Sokka is absolutely right about that. But... From a <laughs> emotional standpoint, not so great. Yeah. Sokka's you not know? really great at like leaving room for other people's like feelings. Yeah. And this leads up to a super tense moment with the other Fire Nation ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, which turns into probably the funniest moment in the show. <laughs> yeah. When the guy is just like, <laughs> how hard is it to write a quick note and send a hawk our way? And <laughs> just like. Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like one of those things, like, like it seems like he's onto them at first. He's yeah. Just, oh, well, I didn't know you were coming. So why the fuck didn't your boss tell me you were coming? Oh, what an asshole. Instead of the obvious, like... It's it's such a, like, almost corporate-sounding moment, you know? Yeah, well, they they inject a lot of those into these, uh... Because for most of the Fire Nation soldiers, this is just a day job, you know? They just want to, like, get this over with and go back home and live their life. Yeah, they're just, they're out here doing their nine to five. Yeah, this is not like, they are not like, oh yeah, I am a Fire Nation soldier number, you know, 2,700. Some of them are, some of them take it a little more seriously, you get like. But I mean, for the most of them, they're like, oh yeah, hey, I'm Ted, I'm a farmer most of my time, but now I'm a soldier at the moment. Yeah. You know? Um. I do like that the, uh, it had to be one of, like, the lower-ranking soldiers being like, hey, uh, Admiral Chan's on vacation. Like, yeah. Like, shouldn't the ship's captain know that? Um, well, yeah, and he even's like, no one ever tells me these things. It's just, like, <laughs> really funny. Like, I don't know, man, maybe you're just bad at your job. I think he's just bad at his job. Maybe no one wants to tell you things because they already don't like you. <laughs> Office politics. Uh, but he, they actually mention here that he's on vacation, on Ember, Ember Island. Island. This is, I think, the first um, mention of Ember Island, and yep. that is going to lead up to one of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. I cannot wait. That's in a couple. That's in a couple episodes. It's yep, just, it's, it's great. so good. And then you know, of course, Toph hearing them realize that it's a stolen ship. Yep. Uh, and then immediately metal bending them into the water so they can get the yes, fuck away. Yes, and Katara's a beast. It just it just really helps to you know remind you of like 
okay, who are all these characters again? Oh, that's right. Toph can metal bend and hear things. You know, it's just yep. like immediately showing you everyone's like sort of purpose. And Katara is just like an ocean goddess. She's incredible. I love her. She's perfect. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. She's like she's like the best waterbender. She's incredible. Well, she is. I mean, I think every, canonically the best, yeah. Every time I see her do something on screen, I think back to the first time that we saw her. I think back to that little little like puddle that she was playing with. And couldn't when even she could, hold together. She couldn't even hold it together. And now she's just making like tsunamis like it's nothing. And I am just like, yes, girl. Yep. I'm so proud of her. Anyway. Hard work. Oh, she's great. Uh, after their daring escape, we get uh, another... Fa- you know, I don't really like going this in this much detail down each and every scene normally. But this is a really good episode for it. There's so much detail. There's Yeah, it's this one is dense. It's incredibly mm-hmm. dense. Which I'm is gonna, great for a first uh, episode of the season. Yeah, I'm going to try and keep it <laughs> light, though, if I can. Oh my god, there's so much to say, though. I know. Back to Zuko, he is feeding the turtle ducks. And that reminds us of a flashback scene that we saw earlier with his mother. Yeah, this is something they used to do together. So you can tell what's on his mind. I mean, I think it's even like shown from the same angle Mm -hmm. when he's doing it. And as he's feeding these turtle ducks, you know, like we get Azula's musical cue and her shadow scares the ducks away. Which also reminds us of... How she, quote-unquote, feeds turtle ducks. Yeah, what I like about that little thing is that so much of it is understated, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't, Zuko doesn't walk in, you know, walk into center frame and go, I miss my mom. Like, you just make the connection. You know that's what's on his mind. And, I mean, you know Azula is the one (laughs) showing up even before you see her just (laughs) because, even without the knowledge that she used to be mean to these particular turtle ducks, just the fact that a shadow and they run away, it's like, oh, that has to be Azula. Of course it's Azula. (laughs) Who else would it be? (laughs) And uh, Zuko is still really worried that dad isn't going to accept him or love him or whatever. And it's like, oh, he hurts me. I mean, you've been back for, like, what? At least a few hours at this point, and you haven't yeah. seen your dad yet? That's kind of fucked up. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I get that your dad is, like, big, important Fire Lord, but it kind of just seems like he just sits in a room with a bunch of fire and just looks intimidating, and that's his entire fucking job. Well, we've seen in the past uh, the flashback with uh, Zuko's grandfather that they take this sort of... Uh, they take like the protocol really seriously. Oh, like, yeah. You know, they had to ask for an audience with their own grandfather. Like what the fuck? Yeah. That's, you know, and, and so of course uh, the fire Lord's too busy to welcome back these heroes. He's doing, you know, whatever. He's really, really busy brooding and looking intimidating. It is a full-time job. Trust me. I mean, well that also, uh, Hey, if you make your time scarce, then it's more valuable, right? Yeah. I guess so. He's just really good at managing. <laughs> um, but I, I like that Azula here, you know, we've seen her as a tactical genius mm-hmm. plenty in season two, but she's like perfectly able to see like exactly what Zuko's worried about uh-huh. and plan accordingly. Oh yeah. She plans ahead. I'm amazed at like how she is able to just cover her tracks mm-hmm. and she sets Zuko up in such a perfect way. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those, like, 
what are those? I think it's called a uh, Xanatos Gambit, where it's one of the things where it's just like, however a situation shakes out, you win. Yeah. And that's what she does over and over this season. It's great. She's great. I love Azula. Have I said that enough? Uh, I don't think I've said it enough. New fans might not know. Okay, well, new fans, Azula's my girl. I fucking adore her. I think she is a perfect character. She's great. She's flawless. She's a wonderful villain. Okay. Anyway, I could go on all day. Let's rein it in a little bit. All right, just a little. Just a little. Uh, You'll get more, though. I promise. So, uh, we cut back to the Aang fight. Mm-hmm. Or not actually specifically not Aang specifically fight. not Aang because they will not let him fight they won't even let him be seen which makes sense but of he, course it does it is killing him and we see like Sokka have to like physically pull him back yeah it sucks oh it does suck I can't imagine and uh Katara have they done fog cover like this before yes they have okay I believe so because I know they do it later oh wait no that is later then yeah. no, I guess they haven't, which is it's cool. It's a cool move. We keep seeing new stuff. That's I great. Know. There's a there's a cute gag in here where Sokka goes, you know, oh, things couldn't get much worse, and then the uh, sea the serpent, serpent comes out. He's like, oh, the universe <laughs> loves proving me wrong, doesn't it? And Toph says, "You make it too easy." That's that's such a Sokka moment, though, because as soon as he says that, it's just like, okay, and how's it going to get worse, Sokka? Yeah, that's he's uh, he sets himself up. He really does. It's um, I love that the serpent just kind of comes back, but then like wraps around the other ship. Yeah, definitely like krakens it out of existence. Yeah. It's like, oh, convenient. Let's get <laughs> the fuck out. It's like, oh, thanks, bye. <laughs> so they, uh, they're going to go get food or whatever in town, and Aang refuses to go out without wearing his arrow. Oh, yeah, he's stubborn. Which is like... I get it, it. It's important because well, this is like this is like a religious mm-hmm. thing, and it's it's like a, a core part of his belief. Like the arrow, he had to earn that arrow. That's really that's, it's part of his identity. Yeah, and so like <clears throat> that's rough, but like it's also really showing that like for the good of the world, in this case, he has to put aside his own feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is difficult to do like he's never really had to do that before like he he's given up a lot in his sort of pursuit of of uh peace here but he he's never had to make that specific kind of sacrifice yet um so it's it's just sort of interesting to have that new wrinkle in the story going forward um i mean you know they they <clears throat> sort of resolve that tension by the end of the episode but yeah. still it, it's i think it's an important character beat that he specifically says he doesn't want to go out without showing his arrow. Yeah. We get some uh, Katara mom wisdom here. Mm-hmm. She's so good at that. I don't know. We always need, like, the mom character. Yeah? Yeah. You're thinking about Bucciarati again, aren't A you? little bit. Okay. Mommy Bruno. Okay. Best boy. Sure. Yeah, and she she's sort of like, oh, you don't like the plan, do you? She's, she's like, I freaking hate the plan. The plan yeah. sucks. And it's like, I mean, yeah, if you need to be dead for it to work, that... That does suck. That, I mean, even if it's tactically advantageous, think of how that... Even without the, fucks with you. the weight of your own failure weighing yeah. on you. Just the fact that, like, yeah, I just have to pretend to be okay with being dead. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, and he like he's all like, oh, I need to face the fire alone or fire lord alone, and I need to. Oh yeah, he says he needs his honor back. Yeah. Well, what right before this, there's a. It's a little on the nose, but he tears off the Fire Nation flag. Yes. And throws it, and it lands. Over, over his staff. Yep. Like, just completely covering it up. And... Which is kind of a good bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 Some literal foreshadowing there, Whoops. which we will get to. Yeah. Um, But keep that in mind, listeners. Uh, but I, yeah. I almost, I, you know, I really, we try and keep this podcast spoiler free for anyone who wants to watch and listen along with us, but... I'm almost certain that like maybe less than 1% of our listeners yeah. actually haven't seen the whole yeah. thing already. But anyway. Um, but yeah, no, um, he, I think it's interesting that he uses the word honor. And of course it like fades to Zuko um, on Act- the opposite side of the screen. Actively getting his honor back. Yep. Which is like. it. Mm. He's got it. He's not happy. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, there's so much, like, um, there's so much meaning in this, like, you know, both as, like, sort of a warning to Aang, like, this will not make you happy the way you think it does, but also just, just as a reminder that they've switched places now. Yeah. And that's, that's so weird to have the victorious Zuko, because he's been kind of this scrappy, shitty underdog for most of the, most of the show. He's been in hiding, and now we have Aang in hiding. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, we see Zuko standing outside the Fire Lord's chambers, and he goes in. Not much to say there, but... He does look very small in he front looks of those doors. so tiny. And, I mean, he feels small. That makes yeah. sense. It's a good... It's a visual... It's a good shot. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know much about, like, shot composition and stuff, but I still like calling this stuff out when I see it, because mm-hmm. it's, it's fun seeing the... Yeah, I mean, even subconsciously, that gives you, you know, a good idea of where he's at emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, um... (sighs) Oh, God, this next scene. Katara, like, brings food to Aang and he's missing! Because, of course, he's missing. Go figure. Go figure, because he's a stubborn brat. Like, after the way that conversation (laughs) ended, what did you think was going to happen? I know. Should have just stayed outside his door, but that we wouldn't have an episode. Yeah, right? Um, Ooh. I I love the Fire Lord's line here, though, to Zuko. When, you know, he's sitting, he says, the weight of your travels has changed you. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely, not in the way you think. Yep. Dad Lord, but it is super, like, he is such a different person than he started the show as. Yes. He calls... He calls him son. Yes. Which is such a big thing. And, like, you would think that Zuko would be happy about that, but he doesn't... He he just kind of looks scared. Well, he looks even more guilty, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, and I mean, this is as good as time as any to shout out Mark fucking Hamill. Oh my god, Mark Hamill! Killing it as a villain like he always does. Oh my god. I could talk about the voice acting specifically for like an entire episode and a half. Of course. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so impressed by the emotion that they're able to convey in just a few lines, just in him saying, welcome home. Yeah. It, 
was heavy. Um, I like when it like pans up. This is like the first clear image of the Fire Lord that we are given. Mm-hmm. And he looks normal. Look like a guy. He just looks like some guy. We're, we've seen him in like silhouette. We've heard him talked up. And he has been like, we're expecting this like larger than life figure. And he just looks like a dude. Well, because I mean, you know, from this perspective, we're seeing him as Zuko's dad. Yeah. Finally, finally sort of being yeah. like, hey, you're my kid. Yeah. What's up? He like, he almost looks kind in almost. this scene. Almost. There's like a little... Maybe a, it's the lighting. There's a softness there. Yes, it's, but the way he's looking at him, it is, he, just, he looks well, like, oh, hey. He's proud. Yeah. Because... <laughs> well, we get to that in a minute. Yep. Um... Aang escapes in a storm because of course he does. Of course. He's got to be dramatic. It's, you know, because beca- <clears throat> because it's like, that's how he feels on the inside too, man. It, the thing, there's like some weird thing with Aang and storms. Yeah. Have you noticed that? He always flies off in a, like, in a storm in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> that's ha- I think this is like the third time. It's a bad habit. It's a terrible habit. Maybe it's like once a season. Is he like a storm chaser? <laughs> oh my god. Um, Katara gets real with her dad here. Oh yeah. And it's, it's a very heavy scene. It's yeah, like it's, it's so much, like stuff here in mm-hmm. this episode. Like you know, for they don't really ease you into it. No. They're, it's like a lot of shows. Like the first episode of the season is kind of filler. It's kind of like, hey, remember who these guys are? No, Avatar gets that out of the way immediately. Nope, they're like. Here we go. We don't have time. Let's go, go, go. These are your characters. This is what they can do. This is the goddamn plot. You're going to swallow it or you're going to be left behind. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, they have a real conversation. She's like, she's like, oh, how could Aang leave us? Don't they? Doesn't he know that we need him? Blah, blah, blah. And her dad, like, calls her out immediately she's like he's like we're not talking about ang anymore are we yeah or well at least not exclusively about it no and i really appreciate the honesty here with her she's like i know why you left yeah she understands but i still hate it yeah why do i feel that way and it's like hey that's a good question there are no right answers to that it, it's, it's just a totally valid way to feel. It's and, complicated. Yeah. And they don't present it as like, she's being unreasonable. Right. No, they, she admits like, this is, you know, stupid. I know this is, you know, n- this wasn't like a purposeful thing on your part. It still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And is. we, as the audience are, at least I was like fine with that. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like it's they're allowed to be nuanced, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Just I keep saying this about the show, but a lesser show would have this, you know, and with them hugging it out and like, wow, Dad, I really understand now, or or mm-hmm. him being like, wow, I'll never leave you kids again. Like, no, it's. It's more complicated than that. The situation sort of forced them yeah. to make decisions that hurt each other. And that's... Yeah. Th- that's life. That is life. And just how you navigate that is the important thing. And I, I think that they are closer by the end of it, by her being able to finally get all this off her chest. Yes. And him being but able to be honest not... about how 
But it's not fixed. No, it no, no. It's never, never going to be fixed. That's fine. And I love that. You can't fix something yeah. like this. You just learn how to live with it. Uh, <clears throat> we cut back to the throne room here. Yep. And Ozai is listing all of Zuko's great accomplishments. While circling him like a fucking predator. I Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was paying like such close attention to his body language. He's just like, he's circling him and he's like kind of hunched over like, yes, you know, I'm about to rip you apart. Jesus. I it, mean, I guess that's probably how Zuko... Tense. That's probably how Zuko feels. Yeah. But especially he when seems he... seems to almost be expecting something bad to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you that's are... That's what you get used to. Yeah, when you're, when you're abused like he, mm-hmm. he's been... I mean, his dad literally burned his freaking face off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really like how Zuko has learned a little bit a little about being subtle here mm-hmm. when, you know, Ozai's like, Oh yeah, I'm so proud of how you killed the avatar. Zuko, you know, he doesn't go like, well, I didn't do that. What? He goes, what did you hear specifically? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, don't want to contradict anything. Don't want to say anything wrong. Yep. <laughs> that would cause him to believe he just like really carefully navigating. And that, that's cool because it's, it's on the one hand, it's like, he's definitely matured. Yep. He's not such a hothead. But on the other hand, that's also like, it seems like a way to navigate an abusive parental relationship. Like, yep. he's very careful to try not to defy his father's expectations. Yes. Like, he's he's like, he's, uh, what's the word? He's triangulating here. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I need to say to make him happy in the moment? And it's like, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Oof. Uh, Aang is surfing. Cool. That's it. Uh, that's all I wrote for that scene. Oh, wait, did you mention that Azula gave um, credit to Zuko? Oh, yeah. I was, ga- I was gonna bring that up in the, the, the next yeah. scene. But yes. Yeah, Azula told him everything, which, uh, interesting Oof. that, you know, Zuko hasn't seen Dad in hours since he got home, but apparently he's been palling around with Azula, no problem. Well, we know who the favorite child is. Obviously. Mm. Oh, I, God, I I wish that we could have seen Zula's conversation with him. You know, that's the thing. I wish we could have seen more Azula and Ozai interactions. Yeah, that's fair. Part of me wonders if, like, is Ozai a doting father to her? Is he affectionate at all in a little Ah, bit? I, I feel like that's just not his style. I feel like his version of affection is, like... Light praise, but that would mean the world to her because does anyone else get that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, sorry, did you have anything else no, to say about hang surfing? No. So Zuko bursts into her bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, look. I, listen. This scene. <laughs> are we going to talk about it? Look, I, <laughs> I'm just going to say. This is the kind of scene that launches a thousand ships. Yeah. I'm I, real quick. I'm not saying like, hey, everyone should ship these two, the brother and sister. You know, that's no. all messed up and stuff. I'm just saying there are people 
especially in anime fandoms that <laughs> yeah. have no problem. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many people were totally okay with that kind of stuff on Game of Thrones? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. Don't be hypocrites about this. Come on now. Uh, it's not, you know, my favorite ship. I like Zuko with, um, oh God, what was her name? Jin? Jin. Yeah. The cute girl from the, uh, from the Earth Kingdom. I like him with May. That's or fine. Or Katara. Oh yeah, that too. Mm, I mean, that's, that's that should have been endgame, but should have been endgame. <sighs> anyway, whatever. Um, Fire and water would have been fun. It, the way this scene is like staged, she is just so like casually like. Mm. <laughs> this is one of the only times we see her without makeup. Yes, that's really. Very... She looks so much younger. Yeah, well, and it feels very intimate. Yes. Yeah, well, I, and I think it's it, it's more, like, you don't see that, like, fake stamp of adulthood that she tries to put on yes. herself. It's more like her genuine self. And you can mm-hmm. see, even without that, she's still manipulative. And yes. It's just, like, she's got Zuko perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's all, like... You know, again, the design here, his hair is still kind of like poking out and he's just, he looks uncomfortable and he's upset and uh, and she's just like casual as hell, just like leaning up against her bed. Like, what are in you going to do in about her it? In jam jams. She's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, I just woke up. I woke up like this. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, Zuzu? You know? Yeah. And she it, says that she wanted to throw him a win. Yeah. Which is. Oof. It, that's fantastic negging mm-hmm. because it's like, oh yeah, you should be happy that I did this for you, you useless piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. Jesus. It, and she says she's happy to share in the the victory. Which mm-hmm. we, you know, even Zuko, naive as he has been about Azula, is like, yeah, fucking right. He knows that's bullshit. Yeah, but like, it, her laying out the case that like, well, either the Avatar is dead. And you killed him, and I don't care. And yeah. you're on our side now. Or the Avatar's not dead, and it's your fault now. Yep. Oops. Oopsie doopsie. Like she's she she wins either way. It's perfect. She's and, the perfect plan here. And Zuko remembers the spirit water mm-hmm. earlier in this episode. He had a flashback to it. He remembers it. He knows what it can do. Mm-hmm. He knows Katara has it. And that like. She's with Katara. Having her offer to use that on his scar back then was like the perfect setup to make sure that he knew Mm -hmm. that Aang is probably still alive. And that's... Yep. That that dramatic tension is so juicy. Yeah. Anyway, we gotta move on. Yes, we do. This is my favorite scene in the episode, though, just because of, like, the... The power dynamics and the character stuff, just, ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. I, I, I do love that she, <laughs> while she's giving her little speech, she has to get out of bed, strut around, like, it's the fucking queen that she is. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. She's got, like, a, a kind of, like, swagger to her. That yes. She's like, ugh, she oozes confidence. She's predatory. And even, even when she's, like, laying down under the covers like half <laughs> like eyes half sleep closed sleep well zuzu she's still intimidating mm-hmm. damn but no yeah. we need to move on anyway to my least favorite scene yeah as it turns out, i think this is this is why i said this episode is nearly perfect ang getting a pep talk from the force ghosts is <laughs> kind of 
like I remember Roku shows up like fucking Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm glad that we had the same same brain. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we each share the same brain cell at this point. Yeah. Oh, and then Yue shows up too. She's it's like, just kinda like the ghost gang is here. Yue's like, Aang, you can't give up. And he's like, dang, you're right, okay. Oh, like, shit. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, I, he definitely needed someone to sort of, like, set him right. And I think Roku's thing about, like, these yeah. are actually my mistakes. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oops. Like, I, I think that that's an important thing to touch on. Yeah. It just, was, it just felt a little bit like, don't it, be sad anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> Yue showing up did kind of make sense, though, because the moon with, you know, water, mm-hmm. it, it controls the ocean, and he used the ocean... Yeah. You know, in a big way just then. So. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. It just it just felt a little bit like... It was weird. You know, oh, uh, how can we... Uh, <laughs> how can we justify this sudden change in attitude because we're running out of episode and we spent most of the good parts on Zuko. Shit. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, no. Eh. Anyway, he wakes up on a, a Crescent Island, which we saw... Yeah, that's, Earlier. that's yeah. Roku's Island. Which, yep. Okay, so that, that, I mean, I think that is it's a, a good way line, to tie that in. Yeah. yeah, it ties in the Roku thing, and it's it's mm-hmm. nice. He's been here before, and last time he buried it. Oops. Yep. Um, And we get the kids showing up to, uh, to, I guess, rescue him or whatever. Yeah. And I like that they immediately establish, like, no, actually, we're going back to our old format from before bossing say where we travel around having fun adventures and all the adults are going to do the invasion shit on the side because that wouldn't be fun to watch yeah no that would have been wouldn't be fun for character development not at all and now is where we go we come back to the glider yeah and that uh that little bit of foreshadowing that we mentioned earlier yeah um because he burns his glider Mm-hmm. That is like his. That is like one of his last remnants of his old life, and he lets it burn. Yep, that's a complete reversal from the beginning mm-hmm. of this episode. Where, like, no, my arrow is the most important. It's like I gotta, I gotta burn it to make sure. Yeah, I stay hidden. You know, yeah. he's, he's very like I don't have to be happy about it, but I'll do it. No, and and in a way that that's kind of it. Kind of feels almost like he is letting go mm-hmm. of. All that baggage, in a way. Yeah, and it's it's like burning the glider is like it, it, it. It's like a symbol of his commitment to, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that like okay, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. Yep. Um, and that's that's it. <gasps> that's the episode, y'all. It's it was. I don't know. I really like it. Really good. This um, season's off to a great start. Uh, pretty sure I can double check. This was yeah. written by Aaron Ehouse again, directed by Giancarlo Volpe, um, who are like pretty much what some of the best writers, writer and director, uh, on the show here. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was written by those two, or written and directed by those two. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's fantastic. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I, it's a great start to the season. It's a great... Uh, I can't wait to see where this goes. I think season three is definitely my favorite. Mine too. I, I mean, I like I like all the seasons for different reasons, but just having, having all these different plot threads that have built up, I feel like they all really pay off well. Yes. In this season. 
and the character growth goes through like some explosive developments here because mm-hmm. we we've got so much um so much sort of like established background that now they can just like throw them in a in a blender and right see what rises to the top okay how many metaphors can i make this i enough i guess yep, that was enough thank you <laughs> but um, yeah thank you for listening yeah Thank you, as always, to Snesse for letting us use the track Unity from the EP Digression. You can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at deep underscore lore. You can also find me on Twitter at QueenBethyB. I am on Twitter at PeachDramon. Uh, any shoutouts this week? Um, I don't think I have any, no. Okay. I want to give a shout out to um, the podcast Voiceover Co- uh, Voiceover Coffee Shop. My friend uh, Andrew Morrison, who will be a guest later on, um, just started his own podcast uh, for voice actors to just kind of chill out and chat. Um, definitely give that one a listen. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and also thank you again to Third Paradigm for having me on to host an episode. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us on this. It's It's been great coming back mm-hmm. to uh, kind our of normal formula. Our start here. Um, we, uh, full disclosure, we're thinking we've been we went down to one episode a week for a while. And the plan was to go back up to two sometime in January. Uh, but we're getting busier and busier. Yeah. So I've got a lot going on. We might, we, we might, instead of going back up to two times a week, start doing two episodes per podcast again. We'll um, see how that works. Yeah. We'll, we'll do some, we'll, we'll crunch the numbers and get back to you to see if that's even feasible. <laughs> I would like to not, be covering Avatar season three for the next nineteen weeks. Oh boy! Because we have so Jeez. many other things we want to. Yeah, talk about. we do. So, uh, that's that's. But you know, just want to get that's it out there. Best, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. And you know, keep an eye on this space. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Till next week. Shout out to the boy. It really does a fantastic job of Daisy. Uh. Beth. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, fuck. Continue. Uh, it does a really good job of like.